If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Show on the network. Welcome back to our big broadcast, coast to coast and border to border. Tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and our brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store, JiggyJaguar.us. Check us out at JiggyJaguar.com. We're going to go to our featured correspondent for the segment, and uh, before we do that. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners over there at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out www.fatdaddymates.com. Fat Daddy Meats. They ship and deliver quality frozen meats. Check out fatdaddymeats.com. That's facebook.com slash fatdaddymeats. Find them on social media at facebook.com slash fatdaddymeats. We'll spell you the website, www.fatdaddymeats.com. That's fatdaddymeats.com. And tell them, you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. And we've got Donna Caravas joining us on the telephone. Donna, what do you have for us today, my friend? Have you heard about the hoo-ha now, about the quote-unquote new and controversial census? No! Give us an update. Oh, so fascinating. Okay, so we are going to ask in 2020, are you a citizen? And you would have thought that aliens had descended from outer space and were ripping us apart shred by shred. It is so hot out there right now. Let me give you a quick rundown about the census because it's really interesting. We started taking the census in 1790 counting, and back then all we cared about is are you free and white, are you free but not white, meaning mulatto, or are you a slave? That's all we cared about in 1790. And then we did it every 10 years, 1800, 1810, same thing, we didn't care except you were free or slave. 1820 was the first time we asked the number of foreigners not naturalized, which is another way of saying not citizens. And since 1820, there has been a variety of ways we've asked it, are you naturalized, are you a citizen, are you a male citizen, but it's been asked pretty consistently throughout history. Well, in 19, uh, 2000, 2000, let's see, it's 19, let me look at my notes, I'm so bad at details, <laughs> did you ever know that? Hey, that's fine, that's okay, fine, 19, take your time, my friend. In 2000, we literally asked, is this person a citizen of the United States? In 2010, we did not ask that. We didn't even ask what's your place of birth, which in all the other surveys, if we had not asked if you're a citizen, we at least asked what's your place of birth. So it's this big hoo-ha as though this is a new question. It's not a new question. The last census in 2010 was the first one that didn't ask anything about it. I'm writing an article now called The Myths About the New Census Question. One thing, I even read this in The Hill, which is a pretty reputable publication. They said the question has been has not been asked since 1950. No. I went and looked up the Census Bureau. I looked up every single census for every single time it was taken. 
literally what the questions were each time. And I think why it's confusing is that in 1950, we did ask, are you a citizen? In 1960, we did not. We asked just place of birth. But if you leave it there, you think it hasn't been asked since 1960. It's not true. It has been asked in 1970, 1980, 1990. So whoever's doing their research stopped a little short. If you hear that it hasn't been asked since 1950, just know that's not true. That's one thing. Now, it says, here's another myth. Counting only citizens in the census will fall more heavily in democratic states than cities, because we all know that's where illegal immigrants live. Well, it's not going to disadvantage those states and cities. It's simply going to remove the advantage they've had all this time when illegal immigrants were counted like regular people. And here's the, the reason that's a problem. When they do the census, they then take those numbers and apportion congressional seats in the House of Representatives. So if you're counting a lot of illegal immigrants, you're getting more seats in the House of Representatives, but of people who can't vote or should not be voting, let's put it that way, which means the votes of citizens in those places count more heavily than those in citizens that have a more fair representation in Congress. That's one big thing. And then they say, well, you know, it's not fair. We won't get money for our hospitals and our schools and all these other programs. Well, you know what? Why should you be getting money for those things from the federal government? If individual states want to allocate budget resources to do in-state tuition or free public education, that might be a federal, federal rule. But why should the feds have to give all this extra money? Why can't we give it to areas where the citizens need it? So that's another Another myth, and a final myth, or another myth, is they say the Trump administration is saying we need to have these accurate numbers to enforce the Voting Rights Act. And of course, the critics are saying, no, 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 no. President Trump doesn't care about voting because he didn't consequence the Russians in the 2016 election, and he's not doing anything to prepare us for 2020. He's not talking about paper ballots, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? The Russians they probably affected it, but they didn't get down to the level of individual vote count. And even if President Trump wasn't all hot about getting after the Russians, he is a law and order kind of guy. And so it would make sense to me that he would want to get back down to brass tacks that, let's look at the Voting Rights Act, let's look at where, whether we have, uh, how many citizens, how many non-citizens, and here's the thing they're not saying. Who's, you know, there's all these, Eric Holder, in fact, says, Know, the addition of a citizenship question to the census questionnaire is a direct attack on our representative democracy. Well, that means representation of the people, by the people, and for the people. But that means citizens, because only citizens can vote, so he's out to lunch. And then other people who say, well, if we don't count all the people, then that's not right, that's, a, that's illegal, because the census is supposed to count all the people. Well, the census does count all the people, it just divides them into citizens and non-citizens. And should we want to give more money to those areas that have a lot of illegal immigrants or uh, schools and hospitals and things like that? That's our prerogative. But we're just not going to give them representation in Congress. Don't you think that's kind of crazy hoo-ha about nothing? And to act like it's a brand new question that has just, it's just a part of Trump's anti-immigrant position. It's just, oh, it makes me mad. I can't wait to finish writing this article. We've got Donna Caravas with us today. Check out DonnaCaravas.com. It is uh, absolutely, absolutely stimulating over there at DonnaCaravas.com. Now, uh, Donna, an, another story that's out there kind of in this uh, immigration situation is uh, 
Orange County of California revolts. They basically side with the feds against uh, some of these alien sanctuary golden states uh, just more than a week after a tiny Los Alamitos uh, voted to defy California's law protecting immigrants in the uh, county, uh, in the country illegally. Orange County is poised to become a counterpoint against the state's resistance to the Trump administration policies. What do you make of all this? I saw that Los Alamitos mayor on Tucker Carlson, and I thought, good for you. You know, little tiny hamlet, Los Alamitos, and it just takes one with courage. And now, look, all the other lemmings are kind of falling in behind. I think that's great. And Orange County, you know, I'm surprised they weren't a little bit braver. They are the, they are the Republican bastion of California. You know, California used to be majority Republican way, way back. You know, they... They voted uh, for Ronald Reagan when he was governor. Yes. And since then, Orange County really is the repository of the conservatism in California. So why they had to wait for little Los Alamitos to, uh, you know, break out in front, I don't know. But good, I hope we're following behind. We've got Donna Carol Boss with us today. She joins us live here in a broadcast. Check out DonnaCarolBoss.com. And uh, Donna, as we go, tell us about your uh, your latest podcast and everything you've got going on over the website. Oh, my latest podcast is about a woman who, a week before her wedding, was in a car accident, driven by her fiancé, came out a quadriplegic, or was supposed to have been a quadriplegic, and the story of their lives, and did he stick around, and did they get married, and just a fascinating personal human interest story, which I love. I love talking to all different kinds of people. And then on my on my website, it's just article after article after article. Just like you said, stimulating, stimulating. Well, good stuff. Well, Donna, we look forward to uh, talking to you next week. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful week, my friend. Appreciate it. There goes Donna Carol Boss. And uh, we are going to get on out of here. We'll see you next time.